Episode 4 of the Gaming Disorder Podcast. I am your host, the Forte Jorge. With me, as usual, Dylan the Lang. What's up, D? Hey guys, how's it going? How you living, bro? Dude, I beat Ghost of Tsushima this week. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah. But aside from that, took some time this week. Also watched the State of Play, which is what we're going to be talking about today. You know, throw that into the intro at some point as best as i could but there it is yeah we're talking about state of play yes today's episode is dedicated to sony's state of play that happened august 6th we are kind of just going to be breaking it down part by part what they showed what interests us what might have not interest us as much and then we'll just have a few talking points on each thing i thought it'd be a good episode to kind of go over everything because i feel like sony definitely did a good job of setting the precedent for how this state of play was going to go. Some state of plays have way more information than others, but I think before this one even came out, Sony was like, hey, just so you know, this is going to be one mainly discussing third-party titles, PSVR stuff, and a few looks at some stuff that they had already showed for PS5. So I think they did a pretty good job of setting the expectation, because it's funny, while I was watching it, people were like, what? How did you not show GTA 6? Or God of War 2, I was like, well, they told you they weren't going to be talking about that. So, but you know, the internet is the internet. People get mad about everything. So Yeah, they do. So, Dylan, you be ghosts. Tell me your your thoughts and feelings, obviously, uh, without getting too much into spoilers. How are you feeling about it? Oh, uh, man. Well, first off, combat is very fast-paced. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if you like a real challenge in a game, you, you definitely will... It's inevitable you will die in the game, mm-hmm. but oh, it's kind of, it's it's kind of like part of the experience in a way, you know. Mm-hmm. So if it happens in the game, don't don't let it beat you up, man. And that, happens, that's one of the selling points. First off, yeah, okay. yeah, man, it, it's kind, good. Yeah, not so I mean, much have, to the extent of like Sekiro, but no, no, Sekiro, Sekiro is basically like uh, you're gonna die. Yeah. But that's how you learn. <laughs> no, no. That that's different. See, that death is that you kind of walk into it, honestly, like That's true. Yeah, like with this, like if you die, I, okay, most games I, I feel like with combat, even if it's like multiplayer side scrolling beat 'em ups, they'll have like one person throw a hit at you at a time, you know? Yeah. Okay, like it's managed to some cert of certain level, but in you know, Ghost of Tsushima. I feel like you know they don't really care. <laughs> like yeah. you're you're in the middle of fighting one enemy, and then all of a sudden you've got a guy with a spear trying yeah. to get you from trying the back. to penetrate you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny because I saw this clip of this person playing. I don't know who was playing it, but I think I saw it like on Twitter or something. And you know, they're obviously Jin is kind of coming up on a rock, and then he goes to jump down. And an arrow catches him mid-air. Five other archers shooting at him. And the oh. arrows are hitting him <laughs> mid-air and literally keeping him, 
you know, suspended in the air because <laughs> each arrow hit is basically preventing him from falling down. But I thought that was pretty funny. I thought um, that was hilarious too. Yeah, I had to. Let me say you were playing ghosts. I actually haven't been playing anything because I had a bit of a scare because my PS4 decided that it was just going to kill itself. Oh man! So I know that feeling. Yeah, it had like that blinking blue light, and it just wasn't turning on. Yeah, I would see the PlayStation logo, and then that would be it. And then I was, of course, looking online. And work has been kind of busy this week, so I didn't even get a chance to really fix it the first day I found that problem. So I was like, oh, you know, I'll do it whenever I get a chance. Luckily, yesterday, maybe like around midnight, I started tinkering with it. And they're like, oh, check. Check the HDMI connection. Make sure it's, you know, secure. And I changed out different HDMI connections because I had like a bag of them. I checked the power source, making sure the power source is good. I, like, unscrewed the outlet from the wall to make sure that there was, like, no loose wires or anything like that. And, like, try updating the software on your TV. I have a somewhat modern TV, and, of course, they have, like, updates for them. So that was one of the things they said to do. None of that worked. I didn't even know updating the TV software was an option. Yeah. On certain smart TVs, like, obviously, TVs that are connected to the Internet, they release software updates for them just like anything else does that connects to the Internet. But... I did that. That didn't fix the problem. I put the PS4 in safe mode. I had to basically wipe everything off of it. That still didn't work, so I was pretty pissed. I read online that it's possible that the hard drive can become misaligned, and that'll cause that to happen too. I took it apart. It's very easy. So I will I will commend the PlayStation for that because I, I was watching videos online. Every model PS4, whether you have the OG, the Slim the ps4 pro seemed very easy to remove the hard drive like the other one the the original one just has the cover that you slide off Mm -hmm. and there's like a tray that's held by one screw i mean i've never really tinkered with my ps4 Mm. uh, which probably i should like at least take some (laughs) well i mean i should at least take some you know of that that little spray that aerosol spray to get the, the dust out yeah i should at least take the time to take care of that out but you know eh. well with it given me problems also with like the hard drive. I've wiped it multiple times too. Oh, that sucks. Like I've told you about me having to clear Persona Five. Oof. Like, oh, like, oh god. Do you update your stuff to the cloud before you wipe it? No, I haven't. Oh, Is sure. that a thing you can do? What, Dylan? I'm disappointed <clears throat> oh, no. in you. You I'm sorry. are one half of what is inevitably going to be one of the greatest video game podcasts ever, and. <laughs> With the power of PlayStation Plus, <laughs> I sound like a Sony talking Preach, point, but man. no, no. Preach. So yes, uh, there is a setting <laughs> in your system settings where you can yeah. have it automatically. You can set it for a for a specific time. So like, let's say you set it for four in the morning. Well, yeah. every day at four in the morning, any save data that you have on the system, it'll upload to the cloud. That's not a setting that's preset into the PlayStation whenever you first start it, right? I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay, because if it's something it you have be. to, if yeah, it's something you have to fool around with like the software, I definitely don't take time to go into like the settings oh, aside dude, from like internet connection. That's or like themes. one of the first things. Any any console I get, any system I get that lets me go through system settings, any phone I get. Okay. Oh, dude, I'm in there tinkering with stuff but yeah you can set it you can even set it for specific games now for instance online multiplayer games like call of duty yeah of course your rank and all that stuff is going to to save uh, to their server you don't need to worry about that being saved on your console 
mm-hmm. but for games like Persona 5, so oh, yeah. I was maybe like four uh, hours into Sekiro, so I'm going to have to start over again, which is fine, because like I said, I was talking last time about how it just hadn't captivated me yet, because I haven't spent as much time as I wanted to with it yet, but, so yeah, there's Sekiro? a... There, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I said Sekiro. I keep getting confused, because there's been so many it's okay, uh, man. Japanese feudal era games. Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. So four hours though. I last you told me you played about an hour, so at least you've made oh. steady progress. You know. Yeah, and now I have to start all over, but that's fine. But oh. oh, so yeah. So come to find out that the whole reason my PS4 bricked was, I don't know if there was maybe like a power surge or something, but it was happening mid update, like while mm. my console was updating. Oh. Okay. And it kind of prevented it from starting up because it was not a full complete download for the update. And luckily, when you run it in safe mode, one of the options that it lets you do is to look for the most recent update and put it on the system without having to actually start the system. So come to find out that was the problem. I probably didn't have to wipe my PS4, so I was kind of mad about that. But to be honest, I probably didn't have that much save data on the console anyway. Most of my stuff is on the cloud, luckily. I would recommend you look into it, at least for important games like Persona, things that you definitely don't want to lose. Well, I Um, would like to beat Persona 5. I yeah. put two playthroughs so far of 40 hours each. Got Jeez. to at least... Yeah, I know. I, I, I finished at least four palaces minimum for both playthroughs. And now that save data is just gone. gone. I know. I know. I have to replay that all over again. Well, at least I can like skip that you know cutscene up to then. But I like to be filled in, I guess. Yeah, I'm the same way. If you start over from scratch Persona 5 Royal, let me yeah. know because I... I have to as well now because I lost that save data. Because uh, I'm pretty sure Persona 5 Royal I did not set to upload upload regularly. Yeah. Uh, to the cloud, but you know whatever. That's... I mean, I have Persona 5 Classic. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. Royal. Should I upgrade? I I think it's just like additional Arcanas and. No. Fam. Yes. No. So I'm saying no. I'm, yes and no. If you were going to replay through Persona 5. I would just replay through Royal. Royal does have additional confidants and arcanas, additional, I think there's additional personas, but there is a whole, and then you there's another member that joins the Phantom yeah. Thieves. Oh, okay. I think her name is Kazumi, maybe. I could okay. be wrong. But there's a whole additional semester to school. Oh, like, a whole other semester. Hmm. So with Persona, with the game being so almost like tedious, you know, you, you spend a lot of time in Persona. I think... Yeah. By the time I beat Persona 5 the first time, I had like 198 hours. Good but God. that's because I did all the grinding. I I think I just spent some time going into mementos and like leveling up my, my personas and then fusing them and making new ones. But yeah, I would say if you're going to spend forever. that much time with a Persona game, you might as well do it with Royal. Um, okay. It's, it's pretty, uh, that, that would be my recommendation. If I have it physically, right. I'll send you the copy I have. We'll see. Uh, I I feel like I should at least complete a playthrough of it, you know? Wait, have you never beat Persona 5? No, man. That's what I was just getting at. Okay, Okay, that's different. I thought you had completed Persona 5. No, Uh, no. So, quick story. Before we get into the main, you know, topic of our show, quick side story about Persona 5. I quit a job (laughs) right around the time Persona 5 came out. Not a coincidence. Yeah, um, definitely. Not a coincidence slash kind of a coincidence because things were kind of not going super well with my job. I was the supervisor of a property in downtown New Orleans, but I was the only maintenance person there, and they wanted us to do everything in-house. So I, I my time was just... I had to be at nine different places all the time, and then the company's like, why isn't this done? Why isn't this done? And I was like, oh, well, 
you know, you want me to do inspections on all the penthouse apartments. If I'm doing that, obviously something else isn't being done. So I kept trying to tell him, like, I need at least one other person here maintenance-wise because if you want me to place orders and pay bills and do all this stuff, that's obviously taking time away from something else that needs to be done. But anyway, so I ended up leaving that job. Kind of a little bit of a messy situation before I left. But it was one of those things where I left that, not really having anything else lined up. And then I applied to start driving for Lyft. I started driving for Lyft. I was making pretty decent money at it. And around that time, Persona 5 had come out. So I was like, man, I had this free schedule. Like, I can work whenever I want. And I just played through Persona 5, kind of. I kind of just took, like, two weeks to beat it. But anyway, yeah, beat Persona 5 and then (laughs) maybe play Royal if you're not burnt out on it. I I would just have a hard time beating Persona 5 base game and then starting all over. And I I think that they do have an option where you can import some data from Persona 5, like the compendium, to Royal. So it does recognize some of your progress, which is good. Okay. But I, I just started fresh, so I, I would say, yeah, be, be Persona 5 if you get a chance to I do gotcha, it. man. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah. today's topic, yeah, obviously, man. Sony State of Play, <laughs> mainly dedicated to third-party games and VR. I had my expectations set right honestly, from the beginning. This is, this is my first time ever experiencing a State of Play. Like, That's Aside right. from what I watch on, like what they have shown at GameStop or something. Yeah, monitor, you did you know? tell me that, and I was surprised. I guess yeah. I'm a little bit... I'm super ingrained in it. Like, I have my phone set for, like, PlayStation updates and stuff like that. Yeah. So when stuff pops on Google, like, I like to know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but State I mean, of I Play... I probably at least subscribe to, like, their Reddit feed, see what's, yeah, like... I don't with... know when what? the first State of Play started, but, you know, this is kind of, like, PlayStation's, like, Nintendo Directs. Yeah, I get And you. some of them have had big information some of them haven't mm. and i think that that's kind of cool because i always want to know more yeah. when they said this one was going to be dedicated to third-party titles and vr games i'm like okay cool i haven't bought psvr because i know the second iteration that's going to improve on a lot of what the first iteration did is probably not too far along in terms of when the ps5 comes out I predict that the second version of PSVR, like PSVR 2 or whatever, is probably not too far out. So I'm I'm excited for that. That's why I've been holding off on it. You know, VR is, I don't want to use the term gimmick because it sounds very derogatory, but it's, there's certain games where like, you can play the whole thing in VR. I was like, well, I don't see myself playing like Borderlands 2 completely in VR. It Hmm. would be cool to just pop in and be like, oh, hey, this is cool. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. So... Sony State I mean, of Play. We, on the topic of that, we do have a game similar. That I mean, I mean, we can definitely mention the Hitman now at least, though, right? Like yes, so VR titles and stuff. Coming I think out. there well, are some that were let, mentioned. Let's go in order of okay, everything they showed. No, you're good. Yeah, definitely. So the first thing they showed was Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time by Toys oh, for Bob. Yeah. I keep forgetting that's the actual name of the new game. It's about time. Yes, yeah. I, which, by the way, I love the play on words. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> the game has an aspect of space and time. Yeah. And it's also saying it's about time because the last Crash Bandicoot game that came out that wasn't like a remake or anything Shoot. like that was Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped, I believe. Oh, really? Which was on the PS2. So the fact that the title is It's About Time is is very fitting. You know, I thought it was pretty comedic, but... I don't know. I feel like there was some like 
Crash Twin Sanity stuff or like some beast version of Crash Bandicoot. I don't know. I, I definitely know there was like a Sonic the Hedgehog version. And I think there was some yeah, out, no, some other like Sonic. Crash Bandicoot one before. But it's, from what I can tell, a tried and true re- new installment of Crash Bandicoot from 3, you know. But they had like a couple other new ones like Cortex's Revenge or like mini games or Crash Team Racing. Yeah, and think in yeah. terms of core Crash Bandicoot titles, this is the first one from the ground up Yeah, in a while. Obviously, they did the Crash 1 and 2 remasters or for the original ones that they went in there and polished them up and made them look... By the way, those games look beautiful. Oh, yeah. Um, just definitely. like this one does. One of the first things I noticed was how vibrant and fluid this game was. Like, the lighting and when you're... There's different scenery, so, like, there's one where... It's like underwater, but there's lights underneath, and they Ooh, reflect man, off a certain pieces. You want to talk pieces. about that already? Damn. Yeah. Like and the different realities and stuff. Yeah, I just yeah. thought it was great because yeah, I'm, I I don't know what your history is with the Crash Bandicoot games. I have, are doing. We have history. Okay, because yeah. I played the original one on PlayStation One, and then I played the second one, and then I played Crash Team Racing, and I think I even also played Warped. But I remember really loving the first two. Those games were pretty challenging. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, that's... See, that's my fear of this game coming out. Because back then, those games were a headache at times. And this time, you know, if it proves to be just as much as a challenge, there's going to be moments where the game will be very frustrating. But it's definitely a really fun game, though. Um, I'm really interested to see how the different realities work because they add, like, a different twist. Like, there's this part where the whole world had, like, this red color or like this darker red color outlet something like that and it just kind of gave me like this weird depth perception at it so it might make things yeah. with the game more of a challenge in a way i believe like, i don't i'm not sure if it's procedural or something like that but they said that the levels have like a little bit of a twist to them so i'm not sure if that gives them like different playability or some or it's just so i have here in my notes that okay. the game does have an inverted mode yeah. Where it basically takes every level and it changes how you play it, but not only how you play it, how it looks. Yeah. So, for instance, that one, I did notice that same one that you were talking about, mm-hmm. where it was like a very black, red, and orange color scheme. Yeah. It looked like it made things a little bit harder to see, but I think that's the point because yeah, when definitely. they were talking about the inverted mode, they're like, hey, this is an extra challenge. If you're a completionist and you love to get everything, this yeah. is this is it. Okay. So I thought, wow, the inverted mode for having it for every world, for every level, that I think that that's really good for replayability yeah. because those games are challenging. But you can... I've seen some very impressive like Crash Bandicoot runs before where I was like, wow, you have this down to a science. But I thought, <laughs> yeah, it, was, I thought it was really cool because they, they look like they're investing in Crash again. And yeah. I know it kind of sounds like a generic statement because they did Crash Team Racing, but... You gotta understand, for people that loved Crash Team Racing, a lot of us wanted it, but I think also a good portion of us were fully prepared for it to never happen. Hmm. Because we're like, oh, really? They're gonna remake this one particular obscure kart racer from the PlayStation 1? And they did. (laughs) But they, they did do, like, the Nintendo level of care and thought put into it, where it didn't just feel like a cheap one-off, oh, let's Let's capitalize on nostalgia because I feel like that's very easy to do. Yeah. But to put the care and the attention to detail into these games, 
that's difficult. You know, that takes time, that takes money, that takes mm-hmm. people who have dedication. And I thought it was, I thought it was great, you know, seeing this, this thing that was basically PlayStation's answer to Mario yeah. come back, you know, and actually be a thing. Because for a long now time, you mentioned that, Crash dude, wasn't. The first thing that pops into to my mind is like the Sony commercials with Crash Bandicoot, oh, where he's so just like. Good. A guy in a mascot suit yes. with like a face with the speakerphone outside of yes. the Nintendo office just, talking mad shit. Just... <laughs> that's that's my initial impression of Crash Bandicoot right there, man. Just a headache. <laughs> that's those commercials you love set. Them. Those commercials set the attitude for what Crash Bandicoot was. Yes, you know, and I thought that was so great because yeah, Mario's this fucking Italian plumber, just like. Jumping on mushrooms and eating gobblegool and like, yo, fuck that. This dude is a bandicoot. (laughs) I'm a firm believer that Sony invented the bandicoot, that it was not an animal before Sony made the game. I I didn't even know it was a living thing. Oh yeah. It's I think it's an actual animal, but I know. (laughs) So it's it's just so funny. Oh god, I would love I would love I'm just curious how much because someone has that costume. I don't know. Someone has it. Dude. Yeah, I want to know how awesome. much Sony. I know. <laughs> I know that you're listening. I know we're already on your radar because how could we not? Yeah, but right. Talk to me. What's it gonna cost to get the original Crash Bandicoot mascot suit from you? Oh my god, Dylan, you're probably dude. gonna have to wear it because I'm dummy thick. I... But you know, <laughs> dude, you would have to wear it, man. I know. It, it would oh, look god, great. Be Plus, so great. you 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 would be the perfect Crash Bandicoot representative, man. Would I? Yeah, dude. I feel like you have everything that Crash Bandicoot has made. Yep. Uh, do I have sunglasses and leather jackets? Because he had that for a while, and I'll be honest, I, I mean... fucking hate leather. <laughs> You're right. That but anyway, no, I, no, I, I get... No. It's so funny because we're, we're, we're joking, of course, but Crash Bandicoot was the cool response to Mario. But it was just so cool watching the... You know the trailer and the gameplay for this because oh, they mentioned they a couple of things that mm-hmm. the commercial right there just mascot Crash Bandicoot introducing oh, four. God. I would have loved that. I would have lost <laughs> my shit. Are you kidding me? But they did mention a few things that I wanted to touch on. Of course, they have this thing where you know you can change outfits so you don't have to just play as regular Crash. There's cosmetics that you can change to look like other characters. So I thought that was pretty cool because it gives you another little. Yeah. Another little reason character to play Character skins, it. right? Yeah, character skins, different masks and abilities. I know that they're saying if you pick up a mask, oh, this one has the ability to change your gravity or something like that. You know, something along those lines. You can play as Neo Cortex for some sections of the yeah. game, which I thought was pretty cool. And mm-hmm. just the... They also said that there was no microtransactions in the game, which I thought mm-hmm. was interesting because they noticed they... I'm sorry, not noticed. They said that they... Everything was unlocked in the game through challenges. So oh, yeah. I kind of I kind of love that because I feel like everything lately has been following the mantra of cosmetics and microtransactions, you know, picture your Fortnite's, your Apex Legends, things like that. And obviously these are completely different games, but it it would be kind of cool to have a game especially like Crash that has a a good difficulty level to it yeah. where you're like, "Oh, I didn't buy this. I had to earn it." I think yeah. that's pretty cool because anyone can just go and spend $10 on a Fortnite skin and, you know, you can have someone that's absolute ass at the game having, like, one of the coolest skins out there because it doesn't reflect 
player ability. The other hand, with Crash, I think it'd be cool to have. You know, if you see this person with the skin, it's because they put the hard work and the effort in and they did it. So I, yeah. I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of that. So, but yeah, they, they touched a little bit. It looks like they're developing a good Crash Bandicoot lore. Like yeah. a history and a story because they are talking about how apparently the, the two villains that were in the third game are now back into the fourth game. And they had touched on the fact that they have inspiration from certain animated cartoons. And you can see that in the expressions on some of the characters' faces. You know, it's, so it feels like you're watching a cartoon. So my thoughts on the game before mm-hmm. were, dude, Crash Bandicoot. I kind of felt like it was more like a collectible game. And then after that, once you complete an island, you just fight a main boss. That's how games were a lot back when they were plat- platformers in the 90s. Like Donkey Kong kind of felt similar in that sense. Yeah, but... Back then, it was just, you collect K's in Donkey Kong that spell out Kong, for example. And then in Crash Bandicoot, you collect, like, these purple crystals. Mm-hmm. And then, I'm talking, like, Crash Bandicoot 1, Crash Bandicoot yeah. 2, Crash they Bandicoot They also had 3. that aspect where if you broke every crate yes. you came across, yeah. You get, like, a silver gem, you know? And nothing and, would be more defeating than getting to the end that you missed, like, one fucking crate. And you're yeah. like, where was it? Yes. <laughs> I mean, that, that's how the games were back then. So that's how it was for, for completionists to actually fully stress over the game. But now they have this whole masks thing. So I'm curious what kind of game Crash Bandicoot has become since it has in Crash Bandicoot 3. Because there, you, you mentioned with lore and with the mask and stuff, it's being fleshed out to like a story. Yes. Now. Yeah. That, that's, that's a very I good way it. of putting it, that it is being yeah. fleshed out. Yeah. That's, yeah, a, that's like, a very good observation, Dave. Yeah. I, I just kind of think, you know, man, what kind of direction is Crash Bandicoot going in now? Because before, you just get these little crystals and then you would fight a boss and, you know, end of story. That's how it was. But with Crash Bandicoot 4, yeah. Sony is. They're fleshing him out to, like, a character now, not just, like, an, an icon. And I yeah. think that's kind of nice. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, mm-hmm. I agree 100%. I'm, I'm very excited for it. Honestly, watching that that bit of gameplay, that little trailer that they had during this, this state of play, I, I got excited for it because I think for a while I forgot how much I loved Crash Bandicoot just because we mm-hmm. didn't have it for a while. Yeah. So it, it was nice to kind of get that refresher. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about this one, D., it sounds like you're, you know, pretty interested in it as well. Yeah, man. So I'll be curious to see when this comes out. Because, of course, you have the people who, who know Crash Bandicoot and have that nostalgia for it. But I'm, I'm also curious to see how this is going to do with, like, people who have never played a Crash Bandicoot game or maybe only know Crash because of the remakes coming out. So I'd like yeah. to see that duality of people who are familiar with Crash and then new newcomers to the franchise as a whole, but... From everything I've seen, I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. I think it was a, a good way to start the show uh, because it's like, boom, here's a here's a character you know. They showed just enough to get me interested, and I feel like it didn't overstay its welcome like certain other shows they might have. I mean, with certain other games that they had focused their attention on during this, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Dylan, if you have anything else you want to add to it before we move on to the next thing they showed for the state of play? Ooh, man. No, I definitely think... I'd like to conclude my final thoughts. I, I definitely think it'll be worth the wait to see where the game goes, for sure. 100%. Yeah, but for now, it I, I think that it was a great idea for the state of play to kind of 
start off with that just because it's kind of something refreshing that everyone can just kind of appreciate and be like okay that's that's something we all agree that's nice to see oh yeah a few things i feel are more recognizable to the playstation brand than crash bandicoot so so it's nice to see that he's coming back to the screen you know yeah we did it no yeah we brought back the bandicoot dylan me and you personally did it no one else Right. But anyway, right. so yeah, moving on. Um, moving on. The next thing that they showed was uh, IO Interactive's Hitman, which I'll be honest, I have only played like one or two Hitman games that I think were through PlayStation Plus on the PS3. Now, do you have much experience with the Hitman games? I do know it's very Metal Gear, so mm-hmm. it's it, it takes a lot more of an approach to stealth, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you they're in. There are very interesting ways you can kill enemies, kind of hidden in the game somehow. Yes. It's interesting. Yeah, that, that's the fun part about the game. So, yeah. so I, think... I believe Hitman 3 is the next title that's coming out. But from what we saw during, during what they showed us, that the Hitman trilogy is going to be available in VR mode. What? Yeah. Wait, that's how it is? Well, so... That's what I'm saying. I think Hitman 3 is the next title coming out. Oh, okay. And you guys will have to forgive us if we're just completely wrong. I think we've kind of established that me and Dylan aren't the biggest Hitman people. Yeah. Not because we don't like them or anything like that. I just don't think we have much exposure to them. But from what I saw, it looks like it says Hitman Trilogy available in VR. I wrote it in my notes. So I think that's actually really kind of cool because... One of the clips they showed is Agent whatever it is. I think is it Agent Eleven or Agent Ten? Yeah, I think it's forty forty seven. Agent forty seven. So it's a number. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So you see him kind of walking through a, what I would describe as a traditional hitman landscape. It's like a luxurious party. Yeah. You know, there's very important people there, and he's kind of just walking through the crowd. You see that he's focused on a target. The target kind of goes off into the bathroom. And you see Agent 47 coming up behind him with that. Not a rope, but it's like that like wire tie. that you choke people with. Yeah. Right as he's about to do it, boom, it cuts out. And it's like, oh, Hitman Trilogy available in VR. If that's the case, that's pretty cool. Because just imagine being an assassin in VR. I think that's pretty cool, too. So, I don't um, know, man. Like yeah. I said, it's... Yeah, yeah. My it's interest to is... everyone's preference, definitely. Yeah, like I said, I'm not going to go out and buy PSVR for Hitman. Yeah. Um, But I thought... I know that Hitman is one of those games that has a very good cult following mm-hmm. because I have seen clips online of people trying to figure out, oh, what's the best way to get to this target? And sometimes someone's playthrough will look completely different from another person's because they did different things. Yeah. Or they went and took out a chef and then took his clothes and yeah. oh, man. were in the kitchen cooking and the guy's <laughs> walking by and then you pretend you're taking out the garbage and then he's out there and you fucking stab him in the throat or something. So Yeah, but that's how you do it, right? That's how it would go down? That's how I w- Are you asking me that's how I would personally do it? Yeah. <laughs> I would probably be the worst hitman ever because <laughs> I would come in with two pistols and just start dumping on him you know and then they're like yo what's going why did the chef he was just making cordon blue and now he just blasted the president and i'm like that's right bitch and then i like shoot him the deuce and then just jump out the window <laughs> so that that would be that would be me that would yeah that man would be, well i would be the thick see man that, man through this game you can polish up that skill see yeah i, I feel like i would take a much more stealthier approach than that you 100 percent would yeah man so I got it made. Hitman, 
it, it's cool. But for me, you, you got this, man. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> so I don't think we we have much to really talk on on this one. Yeah, this one, yeah. Uh, it's supposed I, I to be thought coming it was out. interesting, but it's pretty much yeah, murder simulator. Yeah, at this point, that's a good way of putting it. Murder simulator VR. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. It's supposed to be coming out January twenty first for PSVR. Yeah. I believe the new Hitman title is coming out on PS4 and PS5, uh, maybe coming to other consoles as well. But the next thing they showed oh, was Braid yeah. Anniversary Edition. Oh, now, Braid Anniversary. That, I'm not going to lie. Whenever that intro opened up, I was confused as shit as what I was watching until I saw... Like, time going back. Yeah, basically, you know. Did you ever play Braid when it I first came not. out? No, so, I didn't even know what I was watching. Braid was one of the games that I remember first seeing in terms of people doing online plays of. Okay. Watching people do things on YouTube and stuff. Because I know when Braid first came out, it was a thing. It was a big thing when Braid first came out. And it was always one of those games that I never got into and I always felt bad about it. Because I'm like, oh, there's something here. So something that stuck out to me Mm -hmm. during the trailer was the game mentioned, like, know how the game Braid was how to develop games through braid or something like that yes like what is that supposed to mean so i don't understand that one statement from the game popped out more oh, than I anything else saying. yeah like as i was just watching it that kind of just okay you know. so what they were referring to on there is because i feel to a lot of people that like design in games okay braid is almost like a master class in game design because how it implements the rewinding time aspect into the gameplay it really is designed super well but for braid anniversary edition the developers basically have a lot of commentary where i think they said actually that it was going to be the most extensive commentary on game development so you could see how they made the game and they're going in depth and I, i i love stuff like that Okay. Because I love knowing things about, like, I wish I could be a game designer. I just, I don't know anything about it. I think it's fascinating because okay, how can someone sitting at a computer make fucking Nathan Drake feel real? I love shit yeah. like that. But, yeah. yeah, they were talking about how they're, for the anniversary edition, they're going into these very intricate details. It's, it's developer commentary is what it is. Oh, um, I see what you mean. The intro before you knew that it was Braid was beautiful. I didn't know oh, what yeah. it was, and I got goosebumps. Right? And it's like, what is this? Because there's a, a very beautifully rendered, realistic shot of a candle with yeah. wax melting. And, and a person, like, like opening up a chest in the skies. And then there's, you see an hourglass, like, broken on the floor. Yeah. And then I was like, slowly, what? time starts rewinding. And then they show breaks. You know, Braid is, I think it was, it's a pixelated style. They went in, and I believe they said for every original pixel in the original game... There is now nine pixels in place of that one. So the game looks a lot crisper. It looks very fluid. They I added love the like art some style. paintbrush strokes too to the game to give it like a, yeah. a colored vibrancy so to it. They said hand repainted, that they hand yeah. repainted the game, which I thought I was like, man. Yeah. I love kind of like nerdy shit like that because I, I love hearing about how passionate these people are yeah. to do all this stuff. And that I, I think that's a really good sign of a really See, good product because I think that they took a very creative approach with the remake, and that's yeah. something that I really appreciate about it. I have no experience, like no knowledge prior to what Braid was mm-hmm. up to this point, but from the trailer, I gotta say that intro and stuff that definitely stood out quite a bit. Like I was like, man, 
if there was a game intro that kind of just started off like that where it's just like it just catches your attention yeah that would probably be it from the state of play uh, yeah oh yeah i'd have to agree mm-hmm. but it was just I, I saw it and i like i said i've only heard about braid and it's yeah. seen gameplay but the the intro was stunning the the game itself is actually beautiful and the the fact that they're putting so much care into it uh, i know that i'm honestly surprised this isn't something that came out sooner because i know to the people that love braid really really love it like a lot of people argue it is one of the best games of all time really and i guess people can make that argument for any yeah. game but yeah i'm telling you dude when braid came out and once it started getting notoriety it was a thing maybe not in the circles that i was in but i definitely even i wasn't i guess that's a pretty good indicator because i wasn't even in those circles and i heard about it mm-hmm. so it's supposed to be coming out early 2021 which means it'll probably be coming out on ps5 most likely ps4 as well might so, give it a shot. It, it might be like a little a little comfort game, sort of like little Big Planet, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. That's honestly what I thought from it because it looks like a a game that you can kind of just dive into and play a couple levels and then dip out. But I, yeah. I think that everything they showed from this this trailer, the movement and all that, I I'm kind of in. It did a good job of interesting me and in something that I was curious about to the point where I'm like, now now I don't have an excuse. I can play yeah. it on PlayStation. So, but that was Braid Anniversary Edition, early 2021. Like I said, that was followed up by a game called The Pathless for PS5. Mm-hmm. So I believe this is the first PS5 exclusive game that they showed. That wasn't. It might come on a PS4. Is but it going I know to they be on PS5. I think it was going to be on PS4. But yeah. if it is on PS5, they did that, emphasize that... PS5 on it. They're like now. I think before they showed it, they're like, oh. Now let's look into uh, an upcoming PS5 title, as opposed to the other ones that's like, oh, yeah. I'm in a PS4. So this is the first one where I actually noticed that they singled out PS5. But The Pathless from Giant Squid, it looks like an, an open-world game where you play this hunter who has an eagle. Yeah. Uh, you can pet the eagle, which is the first thing I noticed. I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. I know that the internet gets up in a roar anytime games have animals that you can't pet. So okay. I feel like, and I'm like, oh, okay. But I think Pokemon kind of set that standard with Pokemon camping shit, Dylan. and everything. <laughs> yes, but no, I'm talking about like games where obviously you're not expected to pet the animals. Yeah, I know. But in open world, it looks pretty cool because the game looks like it's really revolved around movement. Yeah. You are a hunter who has a who is an archer. And you just traverse the terrain through yes. shooting arrows and accelerating through like plains and hilltops. Yes, kind of nice. Like I think part of the experience of the game is just getting around, and that's it. So that'd be fun, just exploring the map. Definitely, I, something that kind of caught my attention is it's giving me like Shadow of Colossus vibes. Yes. Yeah. Likewise, I thought the same thing, and I think it's so interesting to have a mechanic based off of. Because the game looks like it wants you to be fluid with yes. it. Yes. Because no, it, it's you hit your target part of it. and then you accelerate. Like, movement is a pretty big thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty cool. And then you can incorporate the eagle who is with you to reach higher planes. And then it looks like there's upgrade mechanics to the eagle to get you to higher points later on. But then you have these hulking beasts that are kind of going through the world in the yeah. darkness. And you have, like, these giant spires that you're supposed to bring the light to. And then once you 
bring the light to these spires, you can actually challenge these, I forget what they call them, spirits. Well, let's just call them like behemoths or gargantua. Some, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They, there's some obviously threatening in the game's yes. world. I yeah. thought it was pretty cool watching the gameplay. Oh, yeah, the... between you and just traversing the terrain, and then all of a sudden it moves to, you know, combat, and it's like, whoa. Yes. Yeah, and... that was an interesting take all of a sudden. Cause... It's fast pass fast-paced action yes and it dude it's it looks cool different... it almost reminded yeah, it, me of it's horizon its zero dawn really because you have a bow and one of the the spirits that they showed kind of looked like one of the the creatures from horizon zero dawn but i thought it was cool because obviously you're kind of meant to avoid these things until you bring light to these pillars because they had a little section where he was kind of looking for you and you were hidden Oh, with so, stealth, right? With Couldn't stealth. move with detection? Yeah, so it... But it also looked... They showed a little section where it almost had, like, these Zelda-like puzzles that you had to shoot through mm. and, like, these little mini temples. So yeah. it looks like there is that aspect to it as well. That's probably um, a way you collect, like, the spires and, like, bring yeah. light to them. You have to find, like, little collectibles. That, that's the way I kind of piece it together in my head. You got to find treasure and then... Yeah. One thing that I did think that was interesting that they mentioned, there's no map in the game. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. They just give yeah. you, like, this mask and it gives you, like, all of a sudden Daredevil's vision throughout yeah, the entire Yeah, it says map. that it lets you peek into the spirit world. So I guess they are spirits. But I thought that was really cool because I love when games take conventional video game stuff and just remove it. Like, yeah. heads-up display, things like that, when it's done well. Honestly, yeah. the Pathless, we, we were only seeing... I think this is only, like, the second time they've showed something from it, uh, or anything of consequence, at least, but... It, it looks interesting. Sounds mechanic oh, yeah. is pretty 100%. cool. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I like the acrobatics that they put into the game and stuff. Yeah, I can feel, like, the rhythm of the game... It's kind of going I feel to like, be like, how can you make this as fluid as possible without stopping? I feel like if I were to be an archer, I would like to shoot like this realistically in my head. But, mm -hmm. you know, uh, consequentially, there's this thing called physics, and yes. that's not possible. But if I were to produce my own type of movement and have a momentum like that, then definitely that would be the way to go, for sure. Yeah. I'm sold on it, so okay. pathless. Yeah, man. It's definitely something that I want to add to my PlayStation library whenever it comes out. Awesome. It will be yeah, coming man. out late 2020, so it's coming out this year. So we can look forward to Dylan's impressions on that. Yeah. I will also probably dive into it, but I, <laughs> I did appreciate I did appreciate what I saw. I was like, okay, cool. This is See, my favorite thing about State of Plays and just conferences in general when companies show off these games, I of course, I like when they show, oh, here's the next call of duty here's the next big title that you were expecting but triple a more so than that i love seeing something that isn't triple a that still gets me excited okay because i know i'm going to be excited for whenever the next bioshock game comes out That's i true. know i'm going to be excited whenever the next uncharted like game from sony is going to be but i didn't know that i could be excited for braid I didn't know that I could have some sort of interest in the Pathless. So that's okay. kind of my favorite thing is when it gives me new reasons to be excited for things that I didn't even know existed. So Fair enough. You know, I that's a, that's a really good point of interest, George. I'll take that to mind, man. Yeah. It's, it's the things that catch me off guard. Kind of like, you know, a little bit we just discussed last episode. Things that came out of nowhere and caught us by surprise. 
this definitely I feel like could be one of them, but only time will tell. Yeah. When it comes out later this year. The next thing they showed was Spelunky 2. I only have a few notes on this one because I have Spelunky, but I've never played it. Mm. But it looks really quirky. Yeah. You know, it's you see people diving in these caverns and dying all the time. Yeah. So it kind of reminds kind of me of like these platformer games that you're kind yeah. of designed to die in. And yeah. it's just supposed to be... It's kind of like, I want to say Super Mario Maker, minus mm-hmm. the the Maker portion. Yeah, it reminded yeah. me of, like, Terraria. Because okay. Terraria, enough. you know, you, you dig down, and then you come across enemies, and the next thing you know, here comes this thing and kills you. And it's like, well, now you know that thing is there. Or now you're expecting it. Spelunky looks like it's a exploration-type game where half of the fun is finding out what the hell is happening yeah um it looks pretty cool they said that they were adding online multiplayer so that leads me mm-hmm. to believe that the original spelunky did not have that it was probably only local now you can die alongside with your friends yeah in these <laughs> labyrinths i thought it was pretty cool one of the things that they had mentioned is that your runs so to speak that they'll build a community and i just they really said that one sentence, and for some reason that sentence kind of stuck with me, because I'm like, what does that mean? So, I'm wondering if that means, like, your particular playthrough, if it affects other people in your circle that are also yeah. playing. So, I think that would be pretty cool. Mm. It's supposed to be coming out September 2020. Uh, they talked about how they were expanding a lot of things like shops, and the game, like I said, I keep coming back to the word quirky, but there's, like, this section where you have, like, a shotgun, but you're carrying a pug... You're just like blasting these cave creatures, and then some <laughs> giant worm comes and kills you. And I was like, "All right, this looks, this looks like one of those games where I, I'm not gonna lie. There was a part in the game where it was like, "Wait, did he just rob the shopkeep? Was that yes, like I a think... mechanic in the game?" So I saw that too, and I was like, "Maybe the first thing I thought was that." And then I was like, "Well, maybe it's like a trap chest. You yeah. know, in some games you open up a chest and it's trapped or something like that." But I thought he—I thought he was trying to rob the shopkeeper, and then he starts. Shopkeeper pulls out a sword and just starts like stabbing you. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I thought that was—I thought that was really funny. I'm glad you mentioned that too, because I completely forgot that I saw that. Yeah, um, that's hilarious, dude. I, like, I think it's just a crazy fun game. That's it. A lot it, of unexpected turns here and there with yes. it. This game just yells play with someone to me. Yeah. It yells like, let's say, me and you in this scenario. I'm coming across this. Yours looks completely different. Holy shit, this just happened. I died and we laugh about it type of game. Yeah. yeah so I definitely. do know uh, a lot of people really like the original Spelunky. I also like the name. It just sounds cool to me. Spelunky. So it's I think things. they could have done better, but fair. Yeah, I, I feel like opinion. it definitely encapsulates <laughs> what the game is. It's funky Spelunking. Okay. Oh shit. That might be what Spelunky. Well, anyway, whatever. Funky Spelunking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. September 15th, 2020. <laughs> Look forward to us dying on that if we decide to play that. I think, I, I just love how it looks. I love, I'm starting to get, not away from these AAA titles, but I like smaller titles like this that I can just, this game just looks fun. It just looks okay. fun. And I've had so many quote-unquote like hard-hitting experiences on PlayStation. Obviously, Last of Us Part Two, and Last of Us Part Two is fun to play. But it's also emotionally draining because of everything it makes you go through. So I wouldn't mind something just where I can get into and just laugh. You know, I, I think I can I can get yeah. into something like that. So, no, I think so too. Yeah. I think 
it would the the selling point of the game is definitely definitely to like it's to cause chaos. It's one of those games that you're supposed to die in, and yeah. not a lot of people really like that. But yeah, you know. but it's not like dying in like Dark Souls. Yeah, you know where it's it's not infuriating. You know if yeah. It's like a fun way to die in the game, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, that's how I'd like to go. That's what I'm trying to say. So yeah. Lucky 2, you will be the death of me. That's We should all be so <laughs> lucky, Dylan. We should all be so lucky. <laughs> so the next game that they showed off is called Genshin Impact. Okay. I, think I, I remember them mentioning that. With the it's exception like an of... an action anime RPG open world. Uh, it, it had a lot of things going on for it whenever i first saw it and then i thought to myself well is this a sword art game where it's like you customize your own character and you go through like this anime rpg narrative and that's it or is it you know it's got characters involved and stuff and it looked like there was different characters my notes here were weeb breath of the wild Hell yeah. Because that's, that's the best way like. to sum it up. Oh yeah, dude, there was this part where you, there was like a, a guy with ice spells or something, and he just froze an ice bridge, like Iceman did yes. in X-Men. And I was like, whoa, you can interact with the environments like that? that that's pretty neat. I'll give it, him that. That's, there was I'll give an, credit where credit's due. That's cool. I'll be honest, um, because it was very anime intro-esque, it was hard to tell who was a character yeah, right? and who was a playable character. Oh, yes, and I then, thought like, so too. One dude turns into like this wolf-looking thing, and another. Girl I thought they was, were like, fighting the wolf, shooting lightning out of a spear. So, Weeb Breath of the Wild, I feel like sums it up for me. I, I'm sold. <laughs> I know you are. I'm happy you are because <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> I was like, all right, first of all, I didn't really like Breath of the Wild. I'm just going to come out there and say it. I just wasn't a fan of it. And maybe because it <laughs> has anime-esque so qualities to it. You know, I like yeah. anime shit. So maybe yeah, I, get that. I could get more into I, it. I kind of feel like this is a little over the top, though. For you, Tokyo Ghoul is mm-hmm. that over-the-topness that you'll settle for, you know? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Like it, 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 it's over the top, but it's got that like that twist that you you come to like personally. Yeah. So, yeah. but I think with this game, it doesn't have that. It has all those crazy points with anime. Yeah. But it doesn't have that. How do how do I put it, George? I guess maybe because the way that it's built in that fantasy world or something like mm-hmm. that, it's just kind of not the type of man. How do I? I I'm sorry, man. I don't mean no. to make this a, a, Trust a statement. Me. This game I'm just is, saying, like, I kind of got, like, a vibe, like, man, this probably wouldn't be, like, something that my buddy George would play. Here's the thing. I would, because I'm, I, I play almost everything. I really do. I play rhythm games. I play first-person yeah. shooters. I play third-person open-world games. I play puzzle games. I play arcade games. I play, I play a little bit of everything. Yes. The thing is, I need, it needs to be engaging. The thing that I did think was pretty cool about this game was the world looks like it's pretty big there's like an exploration section where you can kind of go to different sections and it looks like you can play as different characters so maybe if it is something where this particular character plays like this versus how this one plays and then we can have like a comparison if you decide to pick it up or if i decide to play it one thing that i kind of want to hold myself account accountable to Mm -hmm. with the playstation 5 is like i was saying earlier in the show i had to wipe my ps4 so i had to re-download the games that i was playing Mm-hmm. I redownloaded Dead by Daylight, as you know. I've already mentioned it a few times. Yes. I redownloaded Call of Duty Modern Warfare because sometimes when I'm on my lunch break and I come home and I just want to hop into a match real quick, it's kind of like the perfect 
thing for me because it's like in and out, boom, boom. Yeah. I downloaded Ghost of Tsushima again because obviously I had to I had to play through it and beat it. Mm-hmm. And then I downloaded like one of the new PlayStation Plus games, uh, Fall Guys, which looks super entertaining, super fun. It's like a sixty-person. It it's a sixty-person battle royale that's based around mini games. Oh. So it's like, oh, here's this race uphill, and there's just giant fruit coming at you, that and you'll fun. be like almost at the top, and you're almost at the crown, and here comes a giant fucking papaya. And it yes. smacks you in the face, and then it like puts you in twelfth place, and then everyone gets sweeped by a giant carrot. It's very, it's Have very you kooky. Seen, like the GTA Five mods that people oh, yeah. do for online. I think yeah. it's like those little mini games that some people will think up, all yes. just kind of thrown into like online play. Do check it I out. I didn't even know that was. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. have to check out what's available on August's PlayStation Plus. Thanks for bringing that up. Honestly, yeah, it became available this week. So for those of you that don't know, the first Tuesday of every month is when they release PlayStation Plus games. Check it out. Even if you don't have particular interest in it, still add it to your library. Right. Because it's once game. it's... Might as well see if it's yeah. good or not. Once it's added to your library, it's there. It's yours as long as your PlayStation Plus subscription is active. I think mine just renewed, like, the day before yesterday. Um, I have mine on auto-renew just because PlayStation Plus is such a valuable service to me. This month was Fall Guys and, I think, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2's campaign remaster. So, think about it like this. $60 for the year, or maybe even $50 for the year. I'll have to double-check that. But, let's say $60 for the year. You get two or three games every month. So, let's say you just get two games every month. 12 months, that's 24 games. If you loved two of those games out of those 24, I still think that's worth the $60. Oh, yeah. Because I think Ratchet & Clank was available one month, Dead by Daylight was available one month. They gave out some pretty good games, too. Dude, Rocket like, We're talking League. AAA titles at times. Yeah, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, I think, was one of them. Or not Modern Warfare 2, I'm sorry, the World War 2. Mm, so, I think Metal Gear Solid and Shadow of Colossus was available, yeah. too. So, definitely worth the service, um, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Plus, it gives you stuff like, I was telling Dylan earlier, cloud-saving capabilities huh. and... All that good stuff. It's it's just a great service. Plus, if you have PlayStation Plus, they do a lot of deals. I will commend PlayStation for... for And I don't have an Xbox One, so I don't know if they do the same thing. I can only imagine that they do. But it seems like every week there's a sale on the PlayStation Store. Like, every week. Yeah. Like this, the, currently, the summer sale is going on. And then sometimes they're like, oh, we're doing this developer sale. All WB games. So all the Batman games, the Mortal Kombat games, all those will be on sale. And sometimes you get stuff like stupid cheap. I'm all about spending less money on games. Like, if I have to spend more money on it, fine. But if I can pick something up, you know, for pretty cheap, I'm, I'm all about that. So, but anyway. We should move on to our next topic, man. Yes. Because the next game that was mentioned after Genshin Impact. Dude. Have, you, you saw the trailer for it, right? And thought, whoa, what is this? It was are like... You, are you Aeon, referring to Aeon, Aeon Must, must die. die? Aeon Must Die. shit. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I didn't even bring up the name of it, but I was just like, dude, like, I, we just got to talk about this right now. because as So soon this as I looks saw like that, the first like, game what? that you've showed me this enthusiasm for, so I want you to start okay, yeah. No, I mean, okay. Well, I just thought it was pretty... It, it's kind of based what i could tell off of like a cybernetic futuristic world almost i was getting league of legends uh what's it called project the, the project master Yi skin very 
cyberpunk neon yeah it's hard to dude like okay the game i didn't even know what i was looking at because i thought at first it was a uh, fighting game you know because you had one character on one side of the screen and you had another side it looks like a beat em up i'm not see that's that's what confused me because it had like a boss scene uh, well yeah a boss battle but then they had like a scene in the game where like you have close-up cuts of the character yes. and their face interacting in between the fight, and then all of a sudden there's an explosion and there's chaos, and then and everyone in the environment. And... Yeah, dude. It, it, first off, this game screams like Edge Lord. Oh yeah, <laughs> I shit you not. Like, yes, but that doesn't I, make I, it bad. God. No, like okay. Have you seen the opening? The the opening intro for Samurai Jack. Yes, that's pretty much the entire game. Like yeah. <laughs> Futuristic, yeah, man. Neon lights, gritty techno. Yeah, screaming combat because there's that one scene where it looks like the character you're playing as on a futuristic motorcycle and he's just dragging dragging someone, someone, slamming them into the ground. And I was like, see, that's where I'm thinking. That's where I'm thinking. Okay, this can't be a side-scrolling beat 'em up. But what if it is? You're literally on a you're on a motorcycle, man. You're moving through the world. What I'm saying is, it looked. I don't know what it. Like a like a side scrolling beat 'em up okay. that has sections where like okay where you're not fighting multiple enemies and you're one v one it's a closer shot okay and then you have these other sections where you'll do like a boss fight and maybe it changes the perspective a little bit yeah but there's you know, at one point you look like you're in a forest and there's a dude with multiple tendrils and like a giant blade for a hand yeah and man this game the art style I think is really dope yeah man it's the best way I can describe it is like neon bass. Oh, man. Neon bass soundtrack. <laughs> possibly a beat em up. It's supposed to be coming out in 2021 from Limestone Games. It's This is one of the ones where I was like, what is this? Like when it came yeah, out, and it didn't help definitely. that I was watching the state of play at night. I didn't get a chance to watch it live, unfortunately, because, yeah. you know, work, is, work was not great this week. It fucking had a lot of shit go on. I was watching it at night, all the lights were off. And this game came on, I was like, holy shit, like my eyes instantly became fixated on the screen. So I'm. I'm I'm pretty excited for this. I yeah. I cannot wait. I really want to get into this because it almost looked like a mixture between like a beat 'em up and you see. I'm up, if it is a beat 'em up, I'm hoping that it is just because those games completion time. You know, you you can finish something like that in a good like sitting. Yeah, give or take. You know, Mother so, Russia bleeds. Yeah, is the like, last beat 'em up I played. Did we and you play that? Yeah, we played Mother Russia must bleed. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I think. It, I think if the game, like, I'm hoping it has multiplayer features, if that's the case, because if this is, like, a side-scrolling game that does have multiplayer options, and cool. that was just, like, a playthrough of just story cuts or something like that. Yeah, it was fight. mostly story cuts. It looks like maybe one I'm or two sure. shots were in-game. See, but, or that's the story, where it, or it might look think, like that. That's, well, that's where it makes me think, well, when if this is, uh, you know how, like, in the Naruto Storm games, they have boss fights, and they have, of course... Uh, what's it called? Quick time event buttons or yes. something like that. I-, I thought it was something that where it's just like they introduced that in the middle of the game, but it didn't seem like that. It was just like a scene of these guys in a brawl, and then it's like, oh, they're saying they're fucking lines, and then they're beefing clearly, yeah. and then there's an explosion, here. a lot of neon beef. Yeah, and then then all of a sudden, after all that was just on the screen, and it's like, oh, Aeon must die, and it's like. What? Cool name, by the way. Cool <laughs> yeah. Name. Aeon Must Die. The sequel to John Tucker Must Die. Uh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, yeah, but no, I'm excited. It's supposed to be coming out in 2021. 
Aeon Must Die. I like I said, I'm I, I love high intensity shit like that. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of looking forward to that. So yeah. I'm glad yeah, I'm glad it caught your attention too because that it, was definitely it was one interesting. Of the... Like you were mentioning, like these non triple A developers, like it's interesting to see what comes out to the world, you know, as opposed to like what's already expected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the next one that came up after Aeon Must Die. The name is kind of confusing to me, but it's called Anno Mutationum. So just mutation with E-M at the end. Anno Mutationism. Uh, and Anno Mutationum. Mutationum. Honestly, I took notes on this, and this one must yeah. have skipped my mind, but could tell me about it. Like, What were your thoughts on it? So it's supposed to be coming out December 2020. It looks like it's a side-scroller with perspective change, because although they showed the character the majority of the time walking left and right at some point you see her walking to and from oh i remember this now and it kind of looks like a slashing side scroller because she did have like some sort of melee weapon it didn't really show too much on it i thought it was kind of cool because one section looked like it was pixel art and then another section looked like it was a little bit different it looks like maybe there is some in-depth story to it about... Well, th- there was also, like, this different way you could pro- approach the environment. Like, yes. Aside from just scrolling through it left and right, you, you had like, a vertical. Well, there was, like, a verticality to the game, and that's it. There didn't seem to be, like, a diagonal way to t- approach the game, but it had a four-axis approach instead, and I think that's going to be how you go through the game in a way. Yeah. Aside from just, like, platforming, because there was some sort of weapon that they give the character... Yes. Too, but aside from that, it's uh, it, it just seemed very like it gave off Japanese vibes. You know. What yes, I mean? it did. Yeah. They did show one shot that actually, to me, was the most interesting shot of the whole thing. Which it almost looked like a little girl looking at a uh, older woman who looked kind of like a samurai. Picture like oh, yeah. a modern day samurai in like but a their pool setting, of water, right? Yeah, their setting almost looked like that Avengers Infinity War place where Thanos gets the the soul stone where it's just like water oh yeah that's the first thing i thought of so i was like oh okay there's there's a little bit of something there but i don't really have much to say about anno mutationum yeah i'm not a huge huge fan of the of the name but there are some games out there with terrible names that are probably really great so honestly i think if someone were to play it i i could see it selling points but it might not be the game for me personally yeah in terms of everything that they showed this was one that definitely had you know the least amount of of interest for like, me. It, no, I, I mean that's not what I'm trying to say. Like, oh no, I'm talking about for me don't personally. Think it's for me, yeah, definitely. I just don't think it's my type of game. That's yeah, it. which is fine. It, not yeah. every game is for everyone, and you know what? That's okay. Cause, so, oh man, I think point of topic by the way, because I think the next one we're talking about is something that I mentioned. Dylan, I'm I'm warning you right now. You choose your episode. fucking words carefully. I am. I am. Like. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, to be honest, I didn't plan this segue. I just think it was the best way to go about it, just because of my notes. <laughs> Look, if it's any consolation, I was looking at the screen, watching what what, I, what was the last game that we talked about again? Anno mutationism. Anno mutationism. See, I, I, you keep part, adding ism. Look, Where do you what, add extra letters look, from? Mutationism. E M. George, you're getting frustrated. I need you to calm the fuck down, man. I'm getting frustrated because shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm sorry. All right, you're but right. all right, let me just paint you a picture. This is me watching the state of play for the first time, and I'm just mm-hmm. spaced out watching the trailer of that game, mm-hmm. and, and a mutationism. 
You keep adding ism. I'm sorry. Mutation yeah. M. It's in. a hard. Oh, I'm sorry. It is. I, it's a bad name. <laughs> but it, you're making hard it harder hold... because you're adding additional <laughs> letters in what are already there. <laughs> and uh, mutation. M. Right. Mutation. Just say the letter M after mutation. Mutation. Mutation M. Mutation M. There you go. Bam. Nailed it. And a mutation M. You're almost fluid. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I'm watching that. I'm not watching the trailer. I'm spaced out, and then all of a sudden, I look up on the screen, and I see what are essentially Monster Zinc's character. And I'm thinking to myself, holy shit, this is wow. what is coming out. Because, uh, let, me, let me tell you, they, they start the game off by saying, this starts off PlayStation 5, for sure. And yeah. I was like, oh, man, this is it right here, PlayStation 5. Yeah. And I see bug snack on the screen and i'm like what That's is this right. you fucking right you're damn right you said bug snacks <laughs> aka the star of the show i'm sorry i just smacked my desk i'm sure that was very loud i apologize i mean okay george i i don't i'm i'm not shitting on you know your your taste on games but like dude i saw this and i was like man what is this Monster Inc. game? Like, I can get, Stop. like... First of all, Monster Inc. <laughs> wishes that it was Bug Snacks, okay? <laughs> well, wait, well, okay, I, I, I took note that the game has you play as, like, a journalist for, like, a mayor or something. Like, you're dealing with a very sarcastic mayor or something at the beginning. They're like, oh, well, just don't fall off a cliff on your journey to collect Bug Snacks. And I'm like, what are Bug Snacks? Oh, Do you eat them? Are, are these... I don't know. <laughs> George, tell me, what, what, what is a bug snack? <laughs> bug snacks, a.k.a. star of the show, a.k.a. game of the year, 2020. <laughs> All right, I dare someone. Ghost fight. of Tsushima is game of the year 2020. Wow. Bug snack, wow. no. I would have rather you just spit on my face because that would have been less disrespectful than what you just <laughs> fucking said to me. Um, no, I'm joking slash not joking. First of all, we got to talk about just... Can, no one can deny. I'm sorry. If you sit there with a straight face and you tell me that the Bug Snack song doesn't fucking slap, <laughs> I'm going to fucking slap you. <laughs> listen to that shit, all right? That shit is hard, all right? That shit is hard. I listen to that shit before I go to the gym. I listen to that shit when I'm cleaning my gun, okay? Bug Snacks. It's all about Bug Snacks. But anyway... Yes, we saw a little bit more from Bug Snacks. We saw, I think, during the last State of Play, or maybe it was the PlayStation Five reveal event, which I'm not sure if it was the State of Play or if it was a reveal event. Um, we did see a little bit of Bug Snacks. It is from the same people that made Octodad, so if that's any sort of indication of what the game is kind of like, it's very you know out of the box, very don't take it too seriously. But oh, okay. There okay. are these creatures that are basically sentient food on this island, and then you are a journalist who has objectives like oh take pictures of this one lead them over here do this do that and it looks like there's like a lot of objectives but the whole i guess quirkiness of the game comes from the fact that you whatever you eat on the island it starts to affect your body so at one point you see like a snake that looks like a curly fry and then you eat it and then your hands become curly fries you know so it's very <laughs> out of the box weird um, but the song fucking slaps, okay? <laughs> it slaps, all right? That shit is a bop. I'm sorry, was Dr. Dre behind that song? Because that <laughs> shit was hard. 
I'm joking slash not joking <laughs> because I feel like bug it snacks. <laughs> bug snacks for the PS5 is what I tried to make knack be for the PS4, where just because I, I thought it was funny, just because I thought it was funny, I was like pushing hard for knack, like knack, knack, and then of course knack, in my opinion, wasn't all that great. But bug snacks is one of those things where I'm like, at this point, I'm doing it for the memes. At this point, <laughs> I'm just like. I'm, I'm sitting here taking the bullets just so I can laugh about how Bug Snacks is. But yeah, I'm talking about Bug Snacks, man. You gotta bring the people back to Snackburg, bro. That's what it's about, dude. Oh my god, you coward! I saw. <laughs> We're okay. <laughs> we'll get the game, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Are you kidding me? I'm pre-ordering day one. If they release a Bug Snacks special edition PS5 console. I'm buying it. I'm buying that shit day one. All right? I'm buying two of them so I can have one in my bathroom and just look at it when I brush my teeth in the morning to set me right for the rest of the day, all right? Bug snack. Oh, that's all I got to say about it. Bug snack. Yeah, we can we can move on. Bug snacks obviously <laughs> game of the year 2020. Bug snacks is probably better than Smash. I'm just going to throw that out there, but you know, that's Wow. That's one man's professional opinion that cannot be disputed because that, it's just That's fine. Impossible. You know what? I I can't I I respect your opinion in that. Yeah. I mean, you don't. Fuck Bugsnax. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Next thing. Well, I'm, I'm only going to say a few sentences about this. You can say more if you want. Vader Immortal, PSVR. It's Star Wars in VR. So, yeah, it comes much. out August 25th, 2020. So, it actually comes Force out later Lightning this and month. Everything. Force Lightning, Saber Training, Saber Battles, stuff like that. So, pretty cool. If you uh, want to be a Jedi, or your kids want to be a Jedi, get it for them. Yeah. That's it. There's this whole level for hours. where you just get to kill younglings in VR, so that's pretty cool. You know, <laughs> be a young Vader. Well, was that part of the trailer, man? Wow. No, but I'm hoping it's part of the game. <laughs> How great would that be? Like all these little Jedi and training little like ten year old kids, and you're just cutting them down in VR, and here comes, you know, insert Star Wars character here. I don't know. I don't really care about Star Wars all that much. I like it just fine, but. Star Wars, I feel, is one of those properties that's ripe for VR just because of the lightsabers and the force I mean, power. So, I mean, if younglings are there in the game, who? I, if I had a lightsaber, it, they might not make it a game feature, but imagine if they actually put like younglings in the game. You had the saber in your hand, you know? That could be something you could viably do. They just wouldn't animate it. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's VR. So, so Dylan's looking forward <laughs> to killing children in VR later this year. <laughs> uh, what he just said word for yep, word pretty much <laughs> later this month actually august 25th so if you're a fan of star wars and if you're a fan of vr get bug snacks you know so. <laughs> anyway next one i have even less to say i feel is a uh, control by 505 games they are releasing their second expansion all on august 27th so later this month on ps4 i didn't play control personally i hear some of the people that i like to pay attention to in the games industry talk about it and it was kind of divisive because a lot of people were like, no, this is really good. And then some people were like, oh, it's okay. So I just personally didn't, I haven't gotten it. So I I really don't have anything to say one way or the other for it. But it's pretty cool. Uh, second expansion for it. So if you're into control, uh, you can look forward to that at the end of this month, August. So hmm. Control. Yeah. I, I honestly let skip that out on my list too. Honestly, I kind of blanked out a few times. Well, I, I'm... I tried to stay pretty up to date with what I was interested in 
during the state of play, but for the first, you know, a couple of them got out of my attention. Definitely, that was probably one of them. Sorry to say, I guess, but that's just the way it is, you know? Be like that sometimes. Yeah, man. Uh, they, they talked about auto chess. I thought that was pretty neat. It kind of was like a take on, what's it called? Uh, Starcraft or like tower defense, except with a chess aspect to it. So yeah, I thought that was pretty looks... cool. Uh, the next thing, obviously, auto chess, October 31st, 2020. Yeah. It's... I definitely think people that are a fan of chess can get into it, but if you're yeah. not Yeah, or really strategy a fan... games, because it, it yeah. looks like a grid-based strategy game. It's PvP-inspired, that's for sure. Like I don't think they would be monsters. Like, I don't think there would be a story in a game like that, to be honest. Or maybe. Who knows? I don't know. No. I don't really... It's I don't know how to play chess. Okay. And the aesthetic that it was going for didn't really do that much for me, so auto I chess was definitely one of those that I blanked out. But no, I do kind of foresee this being like a... Not necessarily like a Twitch game, but like that, like you said, that PvP... Yeah. Trust me, people are probably going to get really deep into, into auto chess, just like they yeah. did into, like, what was it, um, Gwent? which was that card game from The Witcher, I believe. Um, so I, I really think that someone's going to, uh, you know, there's going to be a community for this for sure. I, I feel yeah, definitely. A lot of you fucking PC. Buy bug snack. Buy bug snacks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next game they showed was The Pedestrian on PS4. Uh, I thought that was okay. Definitely, like, the style of the game is something that I really liked. Oh, yeah, looked, for sure. The style was the yeah. thing that caught my attention the most mm-hmm. because it's... You know, you look like your characters off of safety signs just moving from one flat surface no, to it, another. It, the game inspires imagination. That's what it does right there. Yeah. It's definitely like an artistic point of view. and Yeah. It looks like you, you can could. move certain parts of the environment around to continue progressing. And yeah. there's like a it's whole a puzzle game too. going on. Yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. It kind of had like a portal feel to it the way that yes, a you little can move bit. like certain signs around to kind of make the map more convenient to see you know like yes. they kind of link in different ways and you kind of tether them together through mouse interactions and stuff so it, it took it's definitely a puzzle with a lot of mechanics added to it aside from just you know being an art piece itself yeah this definitely but, looks like one of those kind of like you spend an afternoon with the type games yeah you know play a couple levels but i thought the art style was really cool and oh yeah 100 percent January 2021 to PS4. So that's The Pedestrian. Uh, Check it out if you're interested in it. The next thing I have here is Hood Outlaws and Legends. This is another one that they kind of specified was for PS5. Coming out in 2021. See, now that PS5, definitely Hood Outlaw Legends. I thought that was okay. Yeah. It definitely seemed like something I could get into PS5 with as a launch title. Comparatively to Bugsnack, at least. Oh, goddamn. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm that that soundtrack show. does not slap. Oh okay? my god! It is it's soothing. I I would listen to it and fall asleep. Okay, if you were to slap me to that, man, you would get slapped back. Oh, that's fine, Dylan. I think we I think we remember what happened last time me and you came face to face in the field of combat at the Renaissance <laughs> Festival. Oh yeah, Renaissance I Fest. Laid your ass out. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but anyway. <laughs> Hood Outlaws, it's like a, it looks like a multiplayer medieval stealth-like game. It looks like yeah. it kind of emphasizes stealth a lot. See, it, it kind of gave... It, ha, it reminded me have of Have you Thief. played... Okay, there, there was like Thief, Assassin's Creed, and what's it called? Chivalry. That kind mm-hmm. of... Never even heard of Combined it. all together into like one game. Because 
It, it seemed like you have an objective. To, I, I don't know, through the trailer at least, they were mentioning, you know, we steal from the rich and give to the poor and stuff. Because it it's essentially what it is. And then, oh, you become either an outlaw or you become a legend, yada, yada, yada. But uh, they showed a little bit of the combat of the game, and it just kind of seemed like very PvP intensive. And the way that maybe the way the game works is you get to a objective or a treasure, and then your goal as a party is to secure it and to get a, a meetup point. I don't know, like. It yeah, seems like, like a rendezvous point or something yeah, like that. Yeah, thank you. Which, thank you, a rendezvous. Cool. Maybe. Maybe that's the way the game would be played. Aside from that, like, I'm not sure how to really take the game as far as, like, they, what they type of game it would be. They definitely show combat. They show yeah, there was combat. They people, so yeah. it might be something where... Because it, 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 it did say it was multiplayer, so... See, that's it, the thing with PlayStation 5. I'm not sure how new combat will be implemented into the new previous consoles, you know? Because there's yeah. always... With game development, there are always new ways people add game mechanics to a game that give it its really own it, its own polish in a way. Right. Yeah. So it's its own selling point. And this game, it kind of gave me you know chivalry because it felt very like PvP at times. And then there were times where it was like a little bit of stealth because you're an outlaw. So sometimes you have to be a bandit. And they they kind of found an interesting way to to integrate that into the game somehow. For sure. And I thought that was pretty neat. And then there was a character with a mallet and a warhammer that just full, yeah, fought full frontal. Yeah, classes, yeah. Yeah, right? Uh, so that, that's what I'm saying. It's definitely your chivalry where it's maybe they're like different party mechanics. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. think that it, it, it would be kind of cool to have the, a game with that style of you're all on a team. You're starting yeah. off at different infiltration points in this village yeah. or whatever in this castle. Just make it to you know your target, whether it's an yeah. assassination or whether it's stealing. But, yeah, yeah. Hood Outlaws and Legends. Honestly, they probably could have just called it Hood Outlaws. Yeah, but I mean, that's what I have it written down. Honestly, yeah, Hood Outlaws and Legends, <laughs> PS5, 2021. I'm I'm curious about it. It did definitely pique something in me, so I'm I wouldn't mind. Like I said, any game I can play with friends, I'm I'm usually about it. So I'm all about stabbing, yeah. you know, people in medieval settings, yeah. and like stealing bread, like me too, Aladdin man, or some shit. So pillaging. <laughs> <laughs> The next game is Temtem. Oh my god. We're it gonna, is oh man. basically Pokemon, Pokemon knockoff, really? Well, here's the thing. 5. I remember hearing really? about Temtem maybe like a year ago. I feel like I saw that on like a mobile phone. And I don't know if it was on mobile, but I definitely remember hearing Temtem. Because this is, this is a mobile app that was picked up from PlayStation Store. And they're like, hey, we need something to compete against Pokemon. And they're like, bam. There it is. We're, they're getting a lot of likes on the App Store. We need one of our own. There it is, right there. It's like Puzzles and Dragons on Switch all over again. That's what it is. I do remember Puzzles and Dragons, but... Yeah, Temtem, I, like I said, <laughs> I remember hearing about it a while ago. Someone's like, oh, someone made this Pokemon-like game, but it's actually, like, pretty good. You know, because it's so easy to make a knockoff off something and have it be terrible. Yeah. But... You know, it looks like it has a multiplayer effect where most like you're in an online world and there's multiple people running around at the same time, and it's was slated for PS5 for 2021. So you know, obviously, it's not going to be a launch title, and you can battle with friends and do all that. So I'm, I'm, you know, I might dive in, but I, I just don't. I, I have a hard time going into games that I know I'm not 100 percent interested in. Yeah. So with Temtem, it looks pretty cool. The art style I liked. Like I said, it's basically Pokemon. So, if I were to say one thing about the game, it would probably be like one one good thing 
that I probably liked is the way that they interacted with the characters between attacks. Because with yes. Pokemon, that was pretty cool. I feel like, you know, you have your generic Charizard movement animations, and then you have a couple move animations like Flamethrower. And they make a combination of that, and then that's your attack. You know what I mean? Yeah. With Temtem, I saw one of the creatures, like, punch the other creature in the face, and it interacted. So I was like, That was huh. pretty dope. Yeah, so I kind of felt like and just pops you in the kneecap. Well, no, like I didn't. Well, I mean, if Temtem had a character like that, that'd be pretty dope. If it turned <laughs> into that type of game, because if it's not, if it's anything like Pokemon in every single way, then that I would much rather just play a Pokemon game. You know, I have a Switch. I, in fact, I watched the PlayStation State of Play live cast on my switch i know i should have watched wow. it on my playstation i know right wow but you mean you didn't watch it on the playstation i didn't watch it on my vita, playstation like no, a man. true fan no you didn't, I didn't watch, watch it, it on my playstation vita on your psp Go? i watched it on my switch man you coward Dylan. i'm just saying if i wanted to play temtem i'm just gonna play pokemon instead okay that's fair there are a lot no, more nostalgic honestly, characters that i like a lot more yeah well t- i mean Pokemon just has that staying power. I feel like more I feel like people with in Tem-Tem, the world look, know who Pikachu is versus who Jesus okay, Christ is. With Temtem, it's something new. That's what it is. It, it's giving something new to a potential audience. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, I feel like I don't see. Not, I, like, I love competition. Okay. And Pokemon doesn't really have competition. Okay. Um, Digimon is a thing. Digimon, oh, yeah. in my opinion, better than Pokemon. But I, I agree. I, I think that that competitive space of who can do this, but you know, I don't think okay. they'll ever compete with Pokemon. But who knows? Who knows, Dylan? No, I can't say uh, I one think, way or another. Uh, uh, see, here's my take on it. I think that with Pokemon and stuff, they have so many characters already built into the game, solid. And I'm talking just the uh, base 150 that they're already included into it. You know, and honestly. At some point after maybe the fourth generation, I lost track of some of them. Yeah, I think so, mine was like after the third, possibly. Like honestly, Sword and Shield, uh, I still forget what the the main dogs are. I think it's like Zekrian and Zestrom or something like that. You're just saying words to me at this. I point. am. I'm just mouthing sounds. That's exactly what I'm doing, dude. That's it. You're trying to read a dead language. <laughs> what? My point is, they have so many characters already, and I feel like with a game like this, Pokemon has its established source already, and they already market a lot of different characters at once. You know, let them have that, you know? We don't need another game similar with Temtem, you know, that's going to have so many different... God, I have you're, so much You're going to eat your words, Dylan, when Temtem comes I get that. I feel like someone's going to listen to this recording, lunch. and they're like, see that? Dude, Temtem shits on Pokemon now. Dude, that shit like slaps. That's thing. <laughs> That shit slaps compared to Pokemon, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say anymore. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. I like I said, I, I thought, okay, that's cool. It, it, I think it was like a fan created thing, and it actually became an actual. I get that. I get that. Like from that aspect, I think that's cool because of one hundred percent. I feel like Pokemon maybe sparked like some sort of inspiration into the game. Oh, one hundred percent. I think so. I don't think anyone can look at this and not. Yeah, like if you're going to invest into the game then that's definitely its highlighting point you know it's basically your pokemon fix until yeah. the next pokemon comes out which yeah. is pokemon gun or bazooka pokemon what would it be pokemon turkey and ham or whatever the fuck they would name the next one pokemon 
Pokemon peanut butter, Pokemon jelly. There. Yeah. Cut me the check, Nintendo, because I just did all your work for you. Yeah. Also, fuck all these new Pokemon designs, man. They're trash. That's what I'm saying, right? They're trash. One of them is a teacup. One of them is a fucking glob. One of them is a literal pile of trash. A literal pile of trash. One is... One since the first generation is come. Like... He's literally cut. It's arguable. He's <laughs> runoff waste. <laughs> Which probably has come we, in, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's. Anyway. That's Temtem. 2021, PS5. Yeah. The last thing that they showed for the state of play. And was, honestly, this was like their in depth analysis game that it they was. really fully talked about. Honestly. And I thought it was kind of. I thought it was okay if I were to give it a 1 to 10 rating, which I do commonly. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's like a six on like my hype scale. That's I thought it was settleable for like a play. See, the thing is, I'm not a fan of hack up slashes. So like, if you're yeah. a fan of like Devil May Cry or games like that, this might be something that interests you. Yeah. Now, this doesn't look necessarily like a hack and slash, like maybe Devil May Cry or God of like the original God of no, War I, games. No, I'm definitely thinking Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, this is. They're calling it. This is Godfall. They're calling it a looter slasher as opposed to yes. a looter shooter. Yeah. Which makes sense because the game, I believe, strictly emphasizes aggressive melee. They're promoting yeah. you for being aggressive. They even see. Said, I like that about that. Don't game. be defensive, or it just you can't. You can. There's defensive aspects to it, but you're really supposed to be aggressive. And you know, it's it. It looks it looks fine. It's they were talking about their loot progression and that there's online co-op and it's a f- picture of fantasy setting and there's different weapon classes: dual swords, long swords like a hammer or things like that and then there's these things that you can pick up called valor plates that look like they affect your abilities a little bit and maybe yeah. your aesthetic they went in and talked about like two classes specifically i don't really want to i don't really have much to, to say about it, it yeah because you don't it, need to it's very specific it to the game see i think like if it's something that you can party up with some friends and just play and loot together that would be one of the games you could play this is definitely for you if that's yeah. the case then i definitely can see playing this game with you as much and enjoying it as much as maybe like destiny 2 you know what i mean yeah and it's funny because one of the, the first thing that i noticed that they really said that actually spoke to me they're like there's no microtransactions in this game oh yeah Which everything is, is included in the game as soon as it comes out they said day one mm-hmm. so that's interesting because it's like okay they're obviously when they're showing footage they're like hey this this is still in development it can change so that's a pretty bold statement to say everything's going to be available day one no microtransactions so i wonder if you know this is kind of looking like it's going to be terms of service type of game where you know it's constantly involving you're constantly playing it and yeah. things like that so godfall it, it looks fine Shoot, no, it doesn't really and now i think about it with mm-hmm. destiny 2 and everything i, I know that at points you could actually play with like party members and stuff, but could you interact with other teams and stuff like that in Destiny well, Two and stuff? In Destiny Two, I know you didn't. Or they're play in their Destiny own server. Much. No, there's like hub worlds. Okay. So like, if you're in the tower, you see other players running around. Okay. If you're in, if you're like on a planet, if you're on Mars, you see other players running around. Okay. But you don't really interact with them. Like you can't really hit them or anything like that. But yeah. it is what it is. I. Yeah. My interest is kind of bland for for Godfall. Yeah, it's also still early, so that might change. But I think it's cool. I guess looter slasher. I don't really like that term. I think it sounds kind of janky. It's going for a lot. That's what it is. Yeah. it's like it's, trying to create. But it's trying to be genre. new. Yeah, that, that's what it is. Like it's definitely trying to be something new because loot 
looting is something that a lot of people do in games just grind yeah point i think that the point of that is to get in a lot of hours yeah i think that they're definitely putting it out there to let you know hey this is you know it's for the loot it's for the loot and that loot cycle is is pretty good for some games if it's done right so godfall i guess we'll just have to wait and see that was one of the other games that was specified for ps5 so and that was it godfall was actually the last thing that they showed at the state mm-hmm. of play it was exactly what i expected it to be which yeah. was just some titles some information on some vr titles and a couple third party hits you know for me it was a lot more than i expected like yeah. definitely i wanted i came into it wanting you know trip what i expected definitely like yeah. oh spider-man miles morales stuff like that like definitely yeah, to hear I knew stuff that that about that would happen. be awesome because it would they, be of Mm-hmm. Look, it would have been interesting to hear something like that for sure. And yeah. I'm not saying that, you know, whatever they talked about in State of Play this time was a letdown because they definitely had some games that really spoke to me. For example, Aeon Must Die. That's something that is on top of my list that yeah. I'm going to pick up as soon as it hits the shelves. Like, yeah, and Bugsnax. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. A-, a lot of these third-party developers don't really get a lot of recognition for their work, so it's good to kind of put them in the forefront and let them get their little chance to that's yeah Yeah. that's why i was excited i'm very glad you said that d because i I just remember i was watching it on youtube i tried watching it live and of course all the comments are like where's gta 6 and where's the last of us part 3 like dude they told you that this wasn't going to be a big thing when they announced that i was like okay they're trying to temper expectations i didn't think we were going to get anything of consequence from this from this you know state of play and we really didn't it was just okay here's a little bit of information on some stuff coming up and i like that because think about it we're in august okay coming up september october november december we are in the last stretch of the year if the consoles are still coming out this year which they said that they are then we are definitely going to get another state of play with some more obviously they haven't even announced playstation 5 pre-orders or the price yet so that is going to be coming you know you are going to get your bigger your bigger announcements and stuff so i just oh, I, yeah. I think it's a little bit silly to get visibly angry at this sony conference when they told you hey this is just some minor stuff we're just trying to give you information on stuff that's coming out and i got excited for braid obviously I got excited for Aeon Must Die and Bug Snacks and Crash Four, so I got I got some good stuff out of it. I'm pretty happy yeah. with it. You know, Crash Four definitely introducing that definitely got me interested in everything that they talked about, and then up to that point, I was hooked. I'm definitely gonna try to tune into all the other announcements PlayStation. Yeah, makes we'll keep with... you posted. We can coordinate too. Oh, yeah, man, so, definitely. Let me if know if there's man. ever anything. To see. Oh, and actually, some good news for you. Dylan. What's up? I meant to bring this up at the beginning of the show, but I actually okay. kind of forgot. So, as you know, I think it's Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics are working on that Avengers game. Oh. So, oh. they announced that exclusively to PlayStation, Spider-Man is available <gasps> in that game. Oh, shit! Exclusively to PlayStation. So Hell yeah. Dude. I know the internet got in a rage about it, and they're like, what, this is bullshit? And it's like, alright, calm down. That's like it's fine. Join, join the, join the dark side. Yeah, get a PlayStation. Get a PlayStation, you nerd. No, well, actually, the color <laughs> scheme switched now, so PlayStation is now white. Come into the light. Yeah, come into the light. You're welcome, Sony. I yeah. just gave you a sociology degree. 
but yeah, so I thought that would be something that you would enjoy. So I was like, you know, I, I've kind of no, definitely. Forgot about I, that I'm glad you mentioned that. It'll give me my good Spider-Man fix up until that point. Wait, wait. Oh man, I I, I can't imagine how because I've heard word of that Avengers game for a while now, and honestly, like hearing about it up until this point never really caught my attention because I was like, oh great, I can play as captain america i guess he's cool iron man he's all right now you mentioned spider-man it's like whoa whoa the game has flipped 180 all of a sudden you know dylan is sold you know that's what you did that's what you basically did george but that's what we do here dylan this is what we're here for this is what we're here (laughs) to get you hyped about everything that you want to be hyped about and not get hyped about because i kind of hate hype sometimes i feel like it's blown out of proportion but anyway no well I it's thought, glad. Yeah, thanks for mentioning that, dude. Honestly, I had no yeah. idea Spider-Man would be included into the game. The, the question now that I think of is: Is he going to be played similarly to like? He's probably not going to be played similarly to the way that he's played. I don't in believe Sony's so, Spider-Man because game. Because I believe yeah. they strictly said that the Spider-Man that's exclusive to the PlayStation version of the Avengers game is not the same Spider-Man from the Insomniac game. So he doesn't right. have like the white web suit or anything like that. But oh, we'll wow. see. I think that game is supposed to be coming out relatively soon. I've kind yeah. of ignored everything about it just because I'm like, all right, I've heard so much stuff about this game. I'm See, ready for it to just be out. Man, I'm kind of curious why they would include that into PlayStation, though. Like, I, man, I know that we kind of wrapped up our topic to talk about today, but, like, I'm curious why, like, they included that with PlayStations only instead of Xbox players. Who too. knows? It probably maybe some sort of licensing, uh, behind-the-scenes licensing or... okay money aspect but they're like hey you know what we have this spider-man game exclusive yeah. to ps i mean as a fan i respect the favorite i appreciate the favoritism but i yeah. can feel i definitely feel like some people would you know generate some hate for it because it's like yeah. man he should be someone that should be included in all consoles and i of definitely course. agree on that because spider-man isn't a character that should be exclusive you know he's someone that should be he, He's a free source of medium, media. That's what he is. Like he inspires a lot of people. So it kind of feels how to how do I put it? Like I don't want to say we as PlayStation fanboys should be like, oh yeah, you know, Spider Man. He's one of us, you know. But he, I'm saying he's all of us. So it's kind of not cool that he's kind of just kept to the PlayStation. It's nice to hear yeah. like he's included in the game, but to hear that I imagine he's included exclusively, he it kind of feels become available on every console i feel that i feel that but at the moment i kind of feel like if it were just exclusively to playstation it would not be right because that goes against what spider-man is as a whole you know not to think too deeply about it but that's basically what i am doing yeah (laughs) no that makes sense but you know we i said we wanted to be inclusive for everyone we have our playstation preferences of course and you know we throw jokes all the time but I I wouldn't be surprised if sometime in the future you see Spider-Man come to uh, the other consoles as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, in terms of the uh, Crystal Dynamics Square Enix game, not Spider-Man Insomniac Spider-Man, but mm-hmm. but yeah, I just thought you'd enjoy that little bit of tidbit. So I do, man. Yeah, that's gonna be awesome if I decide to pick up that game. Yeah. Oh, uh, a couple things I wanted to to finish the episode off Go with. Ahead. No, man, uh, I just kind of wanted to say that, you know, I'm glad that we finished episode five, four of our podcast four. now, right? It feels like five. Honestly, a five. month's passed, and I feel like we've been doing this for a pretty good bit. Glad we started, and Getting it's kind of, dude, it's been a whole month. I'm surprised that, you know, we've stuck to it so well. Yeah, we've kept a consistent schedule. Like I said, we will be releasing new episodes on Wednesday mornings at like yeah. 6 p.m. Eastern Time. 
Um, they will be out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Deezer, TuneIn, I believe Stitcher, if they ever put our stuff through. Mm-hmm. But most podcasting services of your choice, and we look forward to the product growing and the quality growing. I'm planning on doing a giveaway at some point. Oh, dope. So I will talk to you off air about the details for that, yeah, man. but it's something that know. I kind of have in the works. Okay. So let me let me iron out the the finer details for that. For sure. But so yeah, this has been episode four of the Gaming Disorder podcast. I've been your host, the Forte Jorge, of course, Dylan Lang, and keep an eye out for any information on our feeds and stuff. We'll see you next time. Yeah, guys.